Welcome to Archway's Western Civilization History Podcast for Families. In our podcast, we look for the best of the West and discuss the stories, events, themes, and people that made the West different than the rest. Last episode, I discussed the philosophy of Stoicism, a way of life that emphasizes self-control and virtue as key elements of happiness. In that episode, I discussed how Stoicism related to Josephus, St. Paul, and the five good Roman emperors. I then went over the history of Stoicism, starting in Athens with Zeno and how he was influenced by the Cynics, and then we went all the way to Seneca and Marcus Aurelius in the Roman Empire. Then I discussed the influence of Stoicism on the more modern culture, specifically how it affected philosophers like Tertullian and Rousseau, the founding fathers of America, literature, and Hollywood. If you haven't heard that episode or forgot the details, I encourage you to check it out now if that sounds interesting to you. Armed with some of the background historical context to Stoicism, we're ready to talk about the core tenets of Stoicism. The following tenets I'm adapting from a collection of Stoic ideals compiled by moderators on the Stoicism subreddit. But of course, I'm adding some more of my own commentary as well, along with quotes from Stoic philosophers, movies, and literature. Tenet 1 of Stoicism is summed up in the Manual of Epictetus. Quote, Of all existing things, some are in our power, and others are not in our power. Close quote. What this means is that, morally speaking, there are only two types of things in the universe, those within your power to control, and those you cannot control. You can control your thoughts, your reactions, your intentions, your will, and your beliefs but you can't control other people, their perceptions, nature, time, etc. As user Elaround says on our Stoicism, quote, by defining things as either in your power or outside of your power, you are giving yourself the ability to see what you can and cannot do. You control intentions, but not outcomes. Do your best in the way you deem best and let everything else turn out as it may, close quote. In the book To Kill a Mockingbird, Atticus Finch embraces this tenet when he says, The people of Maycomb are certainly entitled to think that I'm wrong, and they're entitled to full respect for their opinions, but before I can live with other folks, I've got to live with myself. The one thing that doesn't abide by majority rule is a person's conscience. The second tenet of Stoicism is about the value of virtue. Marcus Aurelius summarizes, quote, Try how the life of the good man suits thee, the life of him who is satisfied with his portion out of the world, and satisfied with his own just acts and benevolent disposition, close quote. Essentially, this tenet says that if you take the path of virtue when making the choices that are within your power, you will find happiness. It reminds me of a quote from my church, quote, Therefore, dearly beloved brethren, let us cheerfully do all things that lie in our power, and then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed, close quote. As we choose to use the power given to us to live virtuously, we are blessed with an abiding joy. 
So what are the virtues for Stoics? They are self-control or temperance, fairness, justice, wisdom, and courage. In many ways, we can look to Forrest Gump as the embodiment of these virtues in his film, Forrest Gump. In that film, we see how his self-control helps him stay optimistic after his injury in Vietnam. And we see how Lieutenant Dan, on the other hand, grows resentful. Forrest shows fairness by treating everyone with respect, be they a humble shrimper or the President of the United States. Forrest shows justice by always being honest and seeking to right wrongs, such as what happened at the Watergate Hotel or the abuse dealt to Jenny. Forrest displays wisdom with his patient rehabilitation of his friend, Lieutenant Dan. Finally, we see ample evidence of Forrest's courage, whether it be in saving his comrades on the battlefield or standing up to bullies. The third tenet explains how we deal with our knee-jerk reactions and the emotions they bring. These are called impressions. They are like the instinct to take offense when we're insulted, to be scared when we're facing the unknown, or to pity ourselves when we fail. If these impressions aren't dealt with quickly, they fester and metastasize, and they waste a lot of our time and energy in unproductive avenues of thought and action. Epictetus writes that, quote, the man who truly trains is he who disciplines himself to face impressions. Great is the struggle, divine the task, the stake is a kingdom, freedom, peace, and an unruffled spirit, close quote. The key to mastering impressions is to develop a habit of consciously interceding before your mind's unthinking reactions turn into lasting emotions. When hit by a strong impression, take stock of what is in your power, what is not in your power, and then come up with a plan to exercise virtue even in the heat of the moment. When most people hear the word stoic, they typically associate it with an exaggeration of this tenet. They think that stoic people react without feeling in situations where others would be moved by emotions. Or they think that stoic people are tortured because they bottle up all their emotions, anger, lust, and happiness. This is not an entirely accurate representation. In fact, it's downright wrong. Stoics still do have emotions and reactions, but the key difference is they control these emotions, not the other way around. As a result, they are able to direct their emotions and act in virtuous ways. Let me explain with an example. In the movie Gladiator, we have a man named Maximus. This man mourns for his killed wife and son, and he longs for revenge against the person responsible, Emperor Commodus. These emotions, they never leave Maximus, but they don't force him to act rashly or unlawfully. Instead, he is able to be patient and harness these emotions so that when the time comes for him to receive his revenge on Emperor Commodus, he is able to do so in a lawful manner and with wisdom without bringing instability to the empire. The fourth tenet of Stoicism is indifference towards things. Marcus Aurelius writes, quote, Do not set your heart on gifts and they will not be needed. Do not tell yourself that they are necessary, and they are not." Close quote. 
The purpose of this idea is to not allow external forces, like objects, to control your happiness. Too often we let things like people's perceptions of us, especially on social media, or status symbols like jobs, degrees, houses, and cars, to determine how happy we are. Sometimes we even let the most mundane possessions determine how happy we are. How many of you know someone who needs their cup of coffee every morning? What happens if they don't have their cup of coffee? They are angry and upset and exhausted. People who act this way are making themselves puppets to a beverage. In the end, whether you have a cup of coffee or not, whether you have a nice house or not, whether you have a cool car or not, whether or not there's a new episode of your favorite show or podcast out, these things are not in your control. A broken coffee maker, a hurricane, a terrible accident, or a cheap production studio can sweep these things away from you faster than you can imagine. The good Lord giveth and the good Lord taketh away. If instead of giving these things the power to control us, we maintained virtuous relationships with them, we would be much happier. But how do you have a virtuous relationship with a cup of coffee? Well, you start with gratitude. Appreciate the beverage and how much you enjoy it, but also recognize it is a temporary happiness. Your beverage may not always be there, so you must use it well while you have it, but when it is gone, you must not feel harmed by its loss. It was there to help you for a time, but it is not needed now. However, if you ever find yourself reunited with your cup of coffee in the morning, rejoice in this reunion and give thanks that this simple pleasure has been restored to you after being lost. Jack Reacher, in the Jack Reacher series of books and TV shows, he is the embodiment of this principle. As the former military police major has completely done away with possessions to become a wandering blues enthusiast and crime-solving madman. Now, this doesn't mean that Jack doesn't enjoy having things. He's thrilled when he's given a big gun or a cool car or the occasional slice of peach pie. But he is just as happy to relinquish these things and sincerely move on without needing them again. The last tenet of Stoicism that I will discuss today is, humans are unique among animals because divinity gifted them the ability to reason. Because they can reason, they can act in virtue and vice. Thus, a lion that kills an antelope, it is not murdering or killing in vice because, as an unreasoning animal, it cannot do so maliciously. Nor is a bee that helps another bee doing it virtuously. Divinity did not give them the ability to reason, and so, there is no difference for them for what is virtue and vice. The practical meaning of this teaching is that reasoning beings like us have higher order needs than food and shelter and water and sleeping and reproducing. This means that a parent can put off fatigue to stay up with their crying baby. This means that a soldier can sacrifice decent shelter during a rainstorm to defend his position. This means that a teacher can work through the hunger of lunch to give her students a better lesson. We see the Jedi as good examples of this principle. They believe that the Force binds all the universe together, 
yet specifically grants reasoning beings the ability to tap into its power. Yoda explains, For my ally is the Force, and a powerful ally it is. Life creates it, makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. Close quote. Because of the Jedi belief that they are rational beings who find joy through choosing virtue, we see Jedi like Obi-Wan sacrifice his home, his possessions, his sleep, and his very life to teach a young man how to become a hero and save a princess. You too can put off the natural man, the natural needs that you have, and pursue higher order needs. our episode today. Stoicism is truly a deep and potent philosophy. I sincerely hope you can glean something useful from this and apply it to your own life. And if you don't, well, at least now you know more about this idea that has seeped into the very bones of Western civilization. Sources used today were the Encyclopedia Britannica, philosophybasics.com, the Art of Manliness podcast episode 316, and all of the movies I mentioned, and introducing Stoic Ideas from reddit.com slash r slash stoicism. Please leave a five-star review for our show in your podcast app, and we'll see you next week. I'm Doug Archway, and that's history for you.